these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Black Woman Reborn, the podcast where we have raw, honest, and captivating and informative conversations about issues that affect Black women in their personal and professional lives. I'm Shara. I'm Tor. This is Shakina. And we are back to hold another tribe meeting. Yes, honey. We about to have yeah. some good conversation. All right, y'all. So ladies, calm down. I know that, you know, you guys laugh just now, but let me finish reading, okay? Let me finish reading. So that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their powers from the consent of the governed. That Whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and their happiness. So, what have I just read? Tribe, you have just heard me read an excerpt from the most important historical document in American history, and that is the Declaration of Independence, which was drafted by John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Robert Livingston, and a Robert Sherman, and notably Thomas Jefferson. It was approved by the Congress on July 4th, 1776, some of those names, of course, sound very familiar to you, like Thomas Jefferson, who was considered one of America's founding fathers. The founding fathers were the group of men who led the war for independence from Great Britain and started to shape the framework for government in America. And this tribe is the reason that 244 years later, we celebrate or don't celebrate, Independence Day or the 4th of July. So I want to pause right here so we can talk a little bit more about this. So I'm going to just step in and read a quote that stood out to me. I always hated the 4th of July, even before I realized what a travesty such a celebration was for Black people in this country. Audre Lorde. And I think that's something, so let's just dive right into it. I think when we talk about where we were at the end of the Revolutionary War, where we were um, in 1827, where we were in 1852, where we were, I mean, you know, when we look at 
all these significant times within our history um, and where we were as Black people, what did we have to celebrate? And then if we, if we take it even further, not just as Black people, but as Black women who were the last to get any rights, what do we have to celebrate? And that brings us to the meat of our conversation and the title of this particular episode, which is July 4th, cancel? Are we canceling July 4th? So we read the Declaration of Independence, the preamble of it at least. And in that we see words and phrases like, all men are created equal, endowed by the creator with certain unalienable rights, given what is described in the Declaration of Independence, is July 4th something that is truly Black Americans um, should celebrate? It, it, it teeter-totters for me because at the end of the day, even though my ancestors were not free during this time, even though me as a African-American woman living in America, there are still certain things that are not free. But because of the Declaration of Independence, we do have certain freedoms that other countries do not have. Um, we are able to live and experience certain things. But when you really start to go into the history of the Declaration of Independence, why we celebrate July 4th. As a Black person, yes. As a Black woman, I'm going to take advantage of the day. I'm going to enjoy the day off. I'm going to be with my family. But it has no substance behind it for me. And the substance doesn't come because it's not meaningful to me or my people or my ancestors. Because my, my great-great-great-grandmother or father, auntie, they weren't free during that time in no way, shape, or form. Even when they did get full freedom on Juneteenth, that is, a lot of them still weren't free. Even in going into where we are and looking at where our country is with racial injustice, in everything that we've been going through since um, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and the numerous Black brothers and sisters in between. We are not free and we are not independent still. So again, I'll say I am going to partake with my family, but in the commercial commercialized fashion of July 4th and what it symbolically stands for white people for the most part in this country. It does not hold that much credit for me. And I think that's important to talk about two parts um, because Let's be honest, I'm going to take my day off. I'm going to enjoy time with my family. However, am I going to engage in 
going out and buying the red, white, and blue clothes and the matching outfits and spending all this money, getting my hair done and all that stuff. You know, something that was common when I was growing up, but now, no, have I ever done that since my kids have been born? No, like, you know, I've never taken the time to really dive into 4th of July with them as something that is like, you know, just greatly um, celebrated within our household. And with that said, I always ask, what does it mean to celebrate 4th of July? Like, even when people talk about canceling it, does that mean that they're going to go to work instead of staying at home? Like, what what does that mean for them or for any person that um, decides it needs to be canceled? And then what does celebration mean? Like, what level are we able to celebrate or not celebrate? I think you bring up some good points and I just want to extract some themes that we've already kind of kind of been touching on. One is what is the true meaning of independence? One of the things that I found very interesting is that in the beginning, in the formation of this holiday, um, which didn't just start in 1776, there were years where they actually officialized um, Independence Day as a holiday. At some point that changed from it being named Independence Day and transforming into the 4th of July. And I think there may have been some recognition that Independence Day may not be the appropriate name given all of the, um, you know, things that point to that everyone in this country is truly not independent. Uh, Black people, as Black women, we can speak to that. So, you know, what does it truly mean to be independent in this in this country? What does freedom really means for us as Black Americans? Because that's the only perspective that we can speak from. You know, for me, I can never say that we can celebrate independence in the way that the founding fathers speak of it in this Declaration of Independence. I just feel like, you know, freedom is freedom from oppression, freedom from systematic systemic racism, all of those things. And that's something that we have not had the experience of since being brought to this country, even to this day. Literally to this day. I think you bring up a good point. Um, when we look at what independence means, what freedom means, um, Even, you know, one of the things that I always find interesting as a Black woman and as a woman in general, when we look at the way the way um, the Declaration of Independence was written um, and any basically any writings during that time, we were not represented in those writings as women, you know, so I think that even if we look at it through that scope, and even if we look at now comparing being a black woman, there's so many constraints to being a woman. And then when you throw in black, it's just even more constraints. And so I do feel like that um, makes it difficult to 
ring out in the, oh, I'm, I'm completely free or I have this complete freedom. You know, we're, we're still in a time where we're fighting for freedom to make decisions on our own body. Right. You know, it's just all, all these different things. Um, right. And so I'm always, like Shakina said, I'm always stuck in this gray area of we're free to an extent. And, you know, that, that freedom is definitely more than what our ancestors had. You know, we're, we're free to, to think outside the box. We're free to kind of, to some extent, use our voices um, and have freedom of speech. But, you know, I, I'm just always, I, I'm a little torn on whether or not um, to tell an individual that they necessarily have to cancel. You know, I, I do believe that without the Revolutionary War, we would not have gotten to a place where slavery was abolished. I think I agree with that to some extent because um, it, it was brought up as an issue. A lot of people don't even know that the initial draft of the Declaration of Independence actually condemned the injustices of the slave trade. Mm -hmm. Thomas Jefferson actually wrote the initial draft to include language that condemned the slave trade um, from Great Britain. The Continental Congress actually rejected the passages that include language like that. Right. You know, so there is evidence in history of, you know, there was some condemnation in, in the very early ages of American history of the slave trade. But we also know that Thomas Je Je Jefferson also had slaves. Mm -hmm. We also but, know that. But don't we always, just being human, partake sometimes in things that we know are wrong, but we do it anyway whether that drinking, smoking, whatever. So that's a clear sign that he knew what was going on was wrong. But because this person over here got one, being a part of just that culture and what's going on. And that's how I think generationally things get passed down. Well, my mama them did it. My daddy them did it. Or if you don't have one, what's wrong with you? You don't have nobody working your plantation? So even in him being convicted enough to bring this to the Continental Congress, it's not easy being that odd person out all the time. And, we and people find themselves where we say stuck in between a rock and a hard place, and that's not where we want to be. So even sometimes as a black woman being at work, you see something that's happening to your sister, but now it's like, do you want to, do you really want to get involved or do you just step back? So with Thomas Jefferson, he gets no passes of course, but logically speaking, I can see how he got overshadowed and why that was pulled out, unfortunately. 
what does independence mean, right? How empowered are you to act and make decisions and stand true to your morals and your convictions? Right. And how does that reflect true freedom and independence? So the definition of independence starts off quite clear. The fact or state of being independent. Like you said, the to think on your own, to be your own person, free of all of the extra stuff. <laughs> Unfortunately, and clearly he wasn't as independent as his words were on paper at that time. But does it talk about, did he fight? Do we know if he fought to keep it in? Was he just like at the first sign of them saying, no, we're going to keep this because of ABC, XYZ, that is saying, how long did he fight to keep this in there? And I, I think that those are some of the parts that sometimes get left out. I do think regardless that this is history that a lot of our people don't know. And I, even in our conversation just now, what does it mean to celebrate this holiday? For most of us, it's a day off. <laughs> For most of us, we don't, we could give two Fs about some founding fathers and some declaration and what they put in and what they didn't. Let's be honest. It's a day off and we cooking out. We cooking out, we throwing something on the grill and we doing an electric slide. We're putting something in our cups and that is us celebrating. It isn't this big, wow, the founding fathers on this day signed this document and it's, it's not that for us and it, it never so then the question arises: when we have this whole conversation of what does it mean to cancel this holiday and why we're doing it, is it really meaningful to cancel a holiday that we probably as a people really wasn't celebrating because of its true intent anyway? Well, let's be honest. Most people, not I don't care what color you are, what nationality you are, most people not celebrating it for what it is anyway. They're not celebrating it because... We broke away from Britain. They're not so they they probably don't even know what the first 13 colonies were. Let's be honest. So <laughs> I think it's important to even say majority of folks just know red, white, and blue, cook out, get drunk, and fireworks. And, oh, and let me not forget some bomb sales. That's what most people know. So when you say canceling, what does canceling do? I think until there is action in the canceling, and by that I mean, for instance, I'm going to pick another holiday, Columbus Day, something that historically I have never um, celebrated. And I think when we talked about canceling Columbus Day, that's when you replaced it with indigenous people day you know so i think when we talk about canceling fourth of july cancel fourth of july and replace it with what what is going to be the placeholder for that day is it the day that we take and even though we're um with our families and we're having cookouts do we then talk about the importance of um educating our people you know, educating where we were at that time. Do we talk about July 5th, 1827, where the 4,000 African-Americans paraded down um, Broadway in New York City? 
because New York ended slavery? Or do we talk about um, Frederick Douglass' speech, July 4th, 1852? You know, what do we, what is the action plan behind the canceling, you know? So for me, canceling the holiday means that I'm not about to spend my money on that day. Or if I'm spending money on that day, it's going to be um, towards a Black-owned business. So for me, am I for canceling 4th of July? Yep, let's do it. I'm not about to buy fireworks. And if I spend money on the 4th of July, it's going to be toward a Black-owned business. Now, hey, let's do a poll. Shakina, are you canceling 4th of July? Cancel. Tor, are you canceling 4th of July? So again, I'm I'm a challenge. When we say how how many people actually shop on Fourth of July? That's that's the so big the ticket question. The question was, are you canceling? But but what I'm saying is, if we talk about it in the way that Char just said, not buying anything on Fourth of July, I don't do that anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't spend money on Fourth of July. Most people don't. They buy the items ahead of time. Or towards that cause. For instance, I don't see myself buying any fireworks this year. Oh, see, I don't buy fireworks in general because I have, I was, look, I grew up in the projects. We didn't know if it was gunshots or fireworks. So for that reason alone, I have PTSD behind it. I don't buy them. But will I go out and buy my hot dogs and my hamburgers? You get what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I'm buying my hamburgers and hot dogs, but I'm not buying no outfit. I might get my nails done. So it sounds like what I hear you saying, 4th of July been canceled for you. Yeah, if you're looking at it at the same, like, do I buy things specific to the date? No. Haven't, I haven't done that in probably since high school. Well, for me, I admit, we've, our annual thing is that our family cookouts, we, and we from the hood too. So, but still, in D.C., you... Fireworks have been shooting in D.C. in Maryland since the end of May because that's what we do up here. We shoot fireworks. We're doing the things that the the bombs that go off in your hand, all of that. That's what we do. Am I partaking in that? Am I buying fireworks for my kids? Nope. That's one thing I definitely did every year was buy fireworks for the kids. You know, you can't shoot them in Maryland. You have to go to D.C. Cool. And we do that at our cookouts. Am I partaking in that? No. Somebody invite me to their cookout where I give me a burnt hot dog. Am I saying no because I'm I'm boycotting the 4th of July? Nope. I'm going to be at their cookout making me a burnt hot dog. Please. With some please. onions. With some onions. And I'm some ketchup. Yeah. I, it, don't. Don't knock <laughs> it. And you try. Don't put no onions on nothing I'm eating. Don't knock it until you try it. But, you know, I think that speaks to a larger question of, you know, cancel culture has become really, really big. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think we really have to be mindful of what it means to cancel something. You know, remember when we were doing the blackout? Everybody had mixed messages about the blackout. And we have to have one message. If we're going to cancel 4th of July, what does that mean? Does it mean that we're not spending our dollars on certain things? 
you know, like have one message. That's, that is my ask. I know what it means for me personally, for me and my family, my intermediate family, but what does it mean to actually build a movement behind canceling 4th of July? I think that's where we sit back as a people and know what our real Independence Day, that real Independence Day is reverting back to Juneteenth and actually putting that holiday on the map. From this day forward, when we say cancel July 4th, no other child, no other Black child, no other generation should go through half of their life before they hear or know what Juneteenth is. So when Hmm. back to what Tor was saying, you cancel something but replace it with what? You replace it with Black culture. You replace it with Black history. You replace it with the education of our children, with the education of our adults who have not been in that place to know or understand that weren't taught. We go and we fight and we make sure that Juneteenth is actually put in the history books that our children are learning. We take that energy and redivert it into policy that educates our people effectively. And I take it one step further. I say, if you want to have, again, I go back to Columbus Day and how you have Indigenous People Day and where they take to the streets, they dance, they educate, they put out videos, they march, they do all these different things. When we talk about independence, let's be honest, let's look at what's going on right now. We're being gunned down on camera by people who have said they will have taken an oath to serve and protect us. We're gunned down on camera. We're still not receiving justice. We're still fighting to be an equal. And then let's not even talk about equity. You know, so when we talk about that in general, what are we even celebrating even right now? When we talk about independence, because we still don't have it. So do we take that July 4th to say, okay, every July 4th, we're taking to the streets. We're taking to the streets. We're marching. We're, we're, educating individuals we're doing something as some kind of action plan to talk about us as a people i think it goes beyond um i i personally don't think we should dedicate just one day to decide we're gonna buy black first off you should be doing that in in the first place why why does it take us getting to points like this where all of a sudden support your black brothers and sisters you should have been supporting their businesses you know but i think we have to have some type of action. We have to have something that is going to create a generational change. I think that is where we can get to, in my opinion, when we try to make these movements around canceling certain holidays, like I think the potential is there. My concern is that there is not one message, but I'm going to throw a wrench in, in this. For, you know, because Tor, you kind of flip-flopped there. First, she was just like, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I, hey, I'm still going to get my hot dog. I'm still going to put some onions on up on there. I'm still going to get my little manicure. Then you was just like, well, what if, right? No, no, no. I said, I'm not going to get a manicure. <laughs> she did. Oh, I she wouldn't did get, say? yeah, I said, I'm going to okay. get a hot dog, but I'm okay. not going to get no I, manicure. I thought you said you was about to have the little, the red, white, and blue on your nails. Girl, bye. I don't even <laughs> okay. have that. Look, I don't even have them nails done now. It's okay. Thanks for that. 
Right. Make, make sure you However, go to a black-owned nail salon, get them nails and them feet done. You can do that as well. So here's, here's what we also think about. Think about the bigger picture. Out, of course, this is a podcast of Black women for Black women, but you keep on bringing up toward the indigenous people. How disrespectful is such a holiday as this to the indigenous people of this land? Are you talking about Columbus Day, Shar? Are you talking about July? What about the 4th of July. They're celebrating independence. They celebrate and they, st- they celebrate um, taking a stolen land. From, I mean, think about the bigger picture. They're celebrating being independent from another country on land that was stolen. How disrespectful is this holiday? Truly, really think about it to native indigenous people of this country. And I would love to really, really hear about how every year shooting off fireworks, having to hear that. Listen, this takes me back to again when they asked Frederick Douglass to speak on July 4th in 1852. Let's talk about that, you know, because here's the thing, Black Americans being resistant to Independence Day and to celebrate the 4th of July, that is nothing new. This is nothing new. Even in this conversation, this is nothing new. Black Americans have been flip-flopping with this holiday forever. If we're going to talk about founding fathers, Frederick Douglass is one of our founding fathers as Black people okay um and 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 contrary to trump's beliefs uh he's not still alive uh so for those of you who uh like trump think that frederick douglas is still alive he is not okay but he was a great leader in the abolitionist movement he was a great orator um and he gave a scathing speech the day after Independence Day in 1852, on July 5th in 1852, he gave a speech that he was invited to give. That is the part that is most interesting to me. He, they invited him to give him to give this speech. Um, and you know, there are several things that they, that stands out to me uh, with this speech. Powerful speech, still relevant to this day. It's one of those speeches that if you read it you literally feel like you are sitting there in the audience and and you experience Frederick Douglass reading this speech. Um, And and one of the things that I remember just offhand him, him saying is, the 4th of July is yours. It is not mine. You may rejoice. I must mourn. Do you mean citizens to mock me by even asking me to speak about this day? Ooh, Lord. Mm. Did he say a word? Did he say a word or did he say a word? He said the word. He, he, he said a word. And he just said. even being a young person now, an adult, I it, it saddens me to even think that our ancestors or that, you know, Frederick Douglass, all that we endure now is no comparison to what our ancestors endured, especially during that time. Like we going through hell right now. So a word is a word is a word from Frederick Douglass. You know, so I reread that again today, the entire speech. 
And I must say, there was moments where I wanted to get up and shout. There were moments where I wanted to cry. But then I realized how relevant his words still are today. One of the quotes that I took, um, and I'm, I'm going to read a snippet of his speech, but I wanted to tell you all this quote first. With brave men, there is always a remedy for oppression. And to me, that just rings out to us now. Can you say that again? What was it? With brave men, there is always a remedy for oppression. So important because when we think about right now where we are as a country and how we've been going basically a month strong of protests, we're getting policies changed. We're literally out here moving mountains. We're getting statues taken down. All these things that we're doing and what it's saying is literally his words in 1852, in 2020, are still relevant. Still remains clear. I mean, and what it is, it's taking brave people getting out here in these streets. Not just me and though, I want to point that out. Brave people getting out here in these streets. And because we're brave, we're coming up with remedies for oppression. And let's be honest, equality to the oppressor will feel like oppression. Right. But I want to read, I want to read this so y'all, y'all gonna give me a second to read this to y'all? Yeah, go ahead. They listening. Okay. Now, listen, tribe. I want you all to go and read this for yourself. It, it is kind of lengthy, but I want y'all to go read this for yourself, especially if you've never read it before, because it is so important. Before you even pass judgment on what you feel like we're talking about, canceling July 4th and everything, I want to make sure that you know what it is you're canceling and the history behind why you're doing it. Just a little bit, at the beginning of his um, speech, he does talk about how, you know, he was asked to come. He talks about the founding fathers and how for that time, he would be wrong not to state that they were good men. Um, However, even with good, we know that it's important to still not sugarcoat or overlook the bad in individuals. So he, he goes for a while talking about the good and what people are proud of, et cetera. But then he gets to, what to the American slave is your 4th of July? I answer, a day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham, your boasted liberty and unholy license, your national greatness, swelling vanity. Your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless. Your denunciations of tyrants, brass front impudence, your shouts of liberty and equality, hollow mockery your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgivings, with all your religious parade and solemnity are to him more bombast, fraud, deception, impiety, and hypocrisy 
a thin veil to cover up crimes which would disgrace a nation of savages. I want to repeat that again. A thin veil to cover up crimes which would disgrace a nation of savages. Hmm. There is not a nation on the earth guilty of practices more shocking and bloody than are the people of these United States at this very hour. And to jump in right there, Farrakhan, whether you agree with what he talks about or not, whether you agree on what he stands for or how he delivers it, has said that so many times, so many times. America will go into country and kill, slaughter. America kills and slaughters in its own country. It's just time for us to wake up as a people and really know and understand what our worth is. It's too many of us that are living average. We're allowing our kids to be mediocre and settle. We are allowing our women, our girls to settle. We're allowing our boys and our men to settle on being average. And there's a quote that I had ran across from Angela Bassett. And it says, don't settle for average. Bring bring your best to the moment. Then, whether it fails or succeeds, at least you know you have gave it your all. We need to live the best that's in us. Can you be, can you imagine where we would be if all of us came together and really lived the best that we could be? And not just for us, but for our children, for our parents. We have, we have got to come together as a community. And that's and, where I think the power is for 4th of July. I really think that's where we hold the power in being able to not necessarily even have to, quote unquote, cancel it, but redo it, recreate it, and make it for us. Holiday, so to speak. We have Juneteenth. I don't, I don't, for me, I don't need to recreate. They're, they they're, have both. Why, who says that you can't, who says that I can't have both? Because right now, July, for what, for, for right now, we can be creating, okay, we want to get Juneteenth in the books. We want to make it a federal holiday where I'm off work. You know, where we off work. But who said we can't have both? Hell, Put, I'm, I'm sorry, Charlie, when I said here. July 4th isn't going anywhere. Oh, I know. Just like Columbus Day hasn't gone anywhere. But, but what I'm saying is... we can redirect how we celebrate. That's what I'm saying. We can, we can redo it in the sense of how it works for us and what we're doing. I know I was reading um, somewhere on Facebook that said an individual was like, why is it that Black people keep wanting holidays. They already got um, Black History Month and Martin Luther King's birthday. Who said I that? Said, th- this is just something that's going around on Facebook with 
you know who we already know who's creating this drama. Go ahead, go ahead and say it. But um, well, your white supremacists are out here with this whole narrative of black people just want all these holidays. But you know what I said? I said, okay, well, you give me 28 days in February, 29 if it's a leap year. Add in Martin Luther King, Juneteenth, and the take back of July 4th. Hell, give me my 30 to 31 days. Give me my full. Reclaiming our time. What? <laughs> our time. All right, Auntie Maxine. <laughs> I just think that as a culture, we have so many, not enough, of course, but we do have things that are geared towards us. Even if we take this from Juneteenth versus July 4th to Kwanzaa versus Christmas, things and holidays that were, that were created for us. We rather participate more in the white man's holiday and what society has deemed as the norm instead of really digging deep and owning what what is ours. So I know that we're in the middle of summer, going towards the middle of summer and all that. But I want to see where my people are when Christmas comes versus Kwanzaa. I want to see when we're not in the headlines anymore and the marches are not on TV, we have to stay consistent in this fight. And I think that's where a lot of times we fall off, the consistency to continue to move forward and invoke the change that needs to happen. And I think for me, it's the education piece is big for me. So it's the you're celebrating something just because it was passed down or because American culture tells you to celebrate it versus being woke. Okay, that's trendy. Being woke is trendy. But being woke is really knowing why you partake in certain things that you partake in. You know, you know why you're celebrating 4th of July. And if you choose to still do it after knowing the history of it, after reading Frederick Douglass's speech, after knowing the founding fathers and all of that work and you do your research, that is your choice. To me, freedom is largely embedded in choice, the ability to have choice. And a lot of times in this country, there's this false perception that we're given a choice that we're never given. Decisions are made for us before we even are able to make a decision. And then there's this false perception of choice. You as a black person, you educate yourself. There's a quote, right? That is a very offensive quote. If you want to have something from an N-word, what do you do? You You put put it in a book. This is the awakening of our people for us to be, we need to question everything. We question everything and we do our own research and we make our decisions based on our own knowledge, right? So we have our our title, Reborn. That is, to me, the rebirth. We've been operating as is 
Now it's time for us to be reborn and make decisions based on that. Christmas, you learn about Christmas. A lot of us are Christians. Cool. Do your research on that. A lot of people don't even know that Yeshua, the Hebrew name for Jesus. Come on now. Even on December 25th. You have people that really think that his birthday was on December 25th. Do your research and then make your decisions based on that. You have Black people that still think Jesus is uh, blonde and blue eyed. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've never seen. Never mind. So, come on now. Do your research. And, and I think that that is the beautiful thing that um, Tribe, in all honesty, when we're getting passionate, because I think it's very important. It's very important for us, for ourselves as Black women, but as, 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 as nurturers of nations, as nurturers of our children, of our immediate families, we have to be ones to lead that charge, in my opinion, to actually um, become more knowledgeable about our history. They're getting mad about us tearing down some statues. You guys tried to erase our entire history. Try. To where a lot of our children think that our history started with slavery. Tried it. Well, when we talk about American history, and that's, and that's why I think you, the separation is American history versus, versus Black history. We're being taught American history. And American history, where did we start? Yes, that's where we started in American history. And when we talk about the history of this nation, I think this is something very important to talk about. Um, I know we've talked offline about this a lot. And I say, I've said, you know, coming from a family of my grandfather, my great grandfather, you know, like um, uncles, aunts, cousins, all who have served in our military. And um, one of the things I always say it was, it's the cancellation of 4th of July or, you know, people saying we should replace it um, with Juneteenth. Is that a slap to our soldiers' face? You know, that's one of the questions that I've asked. And I think when we talk about choice and we talk about education, we need to make sure that we're also allowing that with our own people. Because a lot of times I think we want everyone to be on board with what we think it should be. And sometimes we take away the choice of our very own. So like with saying to replace Christmas with Kwanzaa, that may not be, there are black people that don't celebrate either. You know, there are people out there that don't celebrate either. There are people out there that don't celebrate holidays in general. I think that that's a part of the education piece as um, Black people that I want to see us invest more in is that because we believe something strongly about something else does not mean that it takes away from this person's Blackness or this person's Blackness, because I feel like when we start doing that within our own community, it's no different than what white America has done to us by telling us we have to believe in their way. I don't, I don't disagree with you at all, but I think we're talking about 
the people who are choosing to celebrate um, holidays. So all I, my biggest issue is don't put the white man's holiday or don't put you know, above our own holidays. Because, but if, even if you go back to June, Juneteenth and talk about, they call it also Liberation Day. And what sticks out to me about liberate in the word and just to quote the definition for those who may not know free from a situation especially imprisonment or slavery in which their liberty is severely restricted even on juneteenth our people were not liberated i think that's an important part and again it goes back to when we talk about liber and i think this is where sometimes it's difficult for me because I do believe when we're in places like now where the cancel culture in, in general, I think that everyone believes because I feel so strongly about this or because of a group of people that look like me feel so strongly about this, then everybody must feel strongly about this. And I think that when we do that, we again stop them from having those freedom of thoughts, freedom of choice, and that freedom, like, it's, it's, there should never be a time where we say, because you choose to still go out there and wave a flag or celebrate July 4th, celebrate Christmas, that it takes away from your blackness. I don't and for think. Me, that's cool. And, uh, you know, I just want to just kind of emphasize my, as long as you're doing that from an educated standpoint. Exactly. So a, a one pathway to freedom, as we keep on bringing up these words, is liberation um, and education and freedom. One thing that is definitely rooted in all of that is knowledge and education. As long as you, 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 and you've made that decision for yourself, no one else is making that decision for you. You have the right to choose. But the problem is, especially now, even, even in the midst of the potential of a great awakening amongst our people, you still have people who still refuse to do their own research, to pick up a book, who just see a headline on an article and take it as is. That's because that's the generation we live in. And people, you know, don't want to sit down and listen to a lecture or read a book to really um, overstand the bigger picture and everything that's going on with our history. If it's not in, you know, a hundred characters or less, is it really getting to our people? We live in a microwave culture where everybody wants it fast and easy, fast and easy. They think a Facebook post and a share is, is the education. And I think even when you talk about reading books, you got to read multiple because at the end of the day, that author is going to give it to you in a way that they understand it and the way they believe it. You have to be able, and I, I've always said this about religion in general. Um, even with the Bible, you have various versions of the Bible, right? I'm a strong believer that you have to be able to read and interpret things from your lens. So even when, you, let's say one um, verse out of the Bible and you go to three churches, I can guarantee you every single church is going to preach it differently. Every single one is going to have a different opinion on what it means. And you know, whether you look at laws, anything, we look at the police. 
how they interpret threat. Everybody's interpretation of things are going to be different. So I want to make sure that even when we're telling people to read, like I'm, I'm telling you to read Frederick Douglass' speech from July 4th, 1852. I want you to be able to take from that what you believe he was saying. Like, don't even take my word for it. Take what you feel like he was saying and see how that applies to you now. See how you feel like that's going to apply to you in the future. It's very important that the tribe understands that when we talk about education, we're not talking about just read it from one lens. In order to educate yourself, you must know what the oppressor is thinking as well as the oppressor. That's how you get further. I just, I'm ready for all of us to be truly liberated in whatever form that comes in. For us as individuals, for us as Black women, we can't even be liberated in how we wear our hair, how we dress, everything. We just have to do it better. There's a great awakening that is happening. But that first part of liberation, I feel like at this point has to start within ourselves and setting ourselves free from a lot of the things and a lot of the baggage that we're holding on to. Being liberated in our own skin, being free to be who we truly are here. And then when we go out in public and our head is held high, we're wearing our hair the way we want to. We are moving to the own our own beats and the swing in our hips is matching that. We can start to continue this path of, like you said, Shara, education and truly being free. Because again, Juneteenth did not set us free. July 4th, ain't set us free. And we're still not free after George Floyd. I think I think you hit the nail on the head. So try what we ask you. Is July 4th canceled? Let us know. Let us know how you feel. Let's have some, you know, some respective respectful um dialogue and um as always we thank you for coming to this meeting we ask that you like subscribe share comment charles shakina y'all have anything make sure you follow us on our social media on instagram and facebook at the black woman reborn Please, please, please stay tuned in. You can continue to listen to us here on Podbean or Spotify, depending on what you are tuning in today. Um, make sure you subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Just don't visit subscribe. And you can catch us every first and third Fridays. And we will continue the conversation. We may end this podcast today, but the conversation will continue on on our social media. So please don't don't end the conversation here. Let's continue talking about this. It's very important. Thank you for coming to the tribe meeting. 
Stay tuned for our next episode. We're going to really dive in. What is the meaning of cancel? All right, tribe. See you later. It's a